his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. It is 8.08 right now here in the Twin Cities. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us. You're listening to Steel Talking, and our guest this half hour is Dr. Luigi Romolo. He's a Minnesota state climatologist, and he's joining us now because we're, we're now into this meteorological winter. And while cold and snow are usually part of the equation, how much we get isn't always a given. Welcome, Dr. Luigi Ravalo. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you. So a meteorological winter, what is that? Yeah, so a lot of people, when they think about winter, they think about the time from the uh, solstice to the to the equinox. So basically, from December twenty first to uh, March twenty first. But he, we know that here in Minnesota, winter typically starts uh, well before that winter solstice. So uh, climatological winter, particularly here in Minnesota, includes the months of December, January, and February. Okay, so the big question for Minnesotans is that we want to know what's going to happen in the next two or three months, right? When it comes to winter sure. and then going, yeah, what, what is going to happen? What do you expect? Yeah, so, you know, so it's really difficult uh, to forecast that far in advance. We rely on the knowledge that we get from very sophisticated uh, climate models that, that try to predict seasonal uh, forecast like that. And so one that we typically like to rely on is the uh, seasonal outlooks that are put out by the Climate Prediction Center. And they're currently forecasting a slightly cooler than normal winter, December, January, February, and a slightly above normal snowfall winter. So, you know, slightly above normal precipitation. So colder than normal and snowier than normal, which is typically what we would expect in a La Nina winter, and that's kind of what we're uh, under the influence of right now. But uh, I'm going to say there's a very weak correlation between ENSO events and uh, winter here in Minnesota, but, you know, slightly higher than normal uh, on on, uh, these types of events. We do tend to see a slightly cooler and a slightly snowier than normal winter. So that's kind of what we're expecting. We kind of expect that for sure. But here's my concern is that um, no matter how we keep hearing um, what is happening with the weather in the future, right, we can look forward even a, a whole month from now and, and assume sure. or at least, you know, try to figure out exactly what's going to happen. And it doesn't always happen that way. So, you know, it used to be a time when I was growing up, you could, you know, go outside, put your finger up, you know, 
lick it, and all of a sudden you know if it's going to rain. <laughs> well, that's not the way it happens today. Of course, there's all of this technology. And I'm just wondering, are you satisfied with the, with the technology that we have today considering how climate is changing? Yeah, I think, you know, I think, I think we're doing a much better job forecasting uh, the weather, you know, the day-to-day meteorological change in, you know, temperature and precipitation. Seasonal forecasts, we're just not there yet. Um, I'm going to be honest, it's, it's a real uh, difficult thing to do. And I know that our forecasters out there uh, that work for NOAA and uh, other scientists in the atmospheric science field are doing their best. Uh, and, you know, we are slowly getting better at this, but uh, it's really difficult because uh, it, it really kind of depends on what's going on with the cold front and the circumpolar vortex, and, and it's so hard to predict that uh, more than, uh, you know, a week or so in advance. You know, I am so grateful that you said that. That is the truth. And as I look forward, and, and I keep reading about what's happening around the country, I know central part of the country is, you know, there are all sorts of things are happening. And one t- one minute we hear one thing from one meteorologist or a climatologist, and then we hear something else. Why is it that it's ever changing um, I, particularly I really between people like you and others like you, you know, I hear from you one thing and I could hear from another climatologist, something almost completely different. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I really don't know the answer to that question. I just try to, uh, you know, be honest and fair about what I what I believe is is, is the truth. And, and you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go on record and say we are not good at seasonal forecasts. Uh, the reason we have them is because people want answers to these kinds of questions. And uh, although the answers are out there, you can't always rely on them. You kind of have to take them with a grain of salt. Uh, and the forecasters who produce these, they know that. They know that these aren't perfect. But, you know, the way to get better at this is to try to improve each month and try to get better at it. And if we're not making an effort, we're not going to get better at it. Have we ever been perfect at it? No. No, yes. we haven't even been perfect at uh, forecasting the day-to-day weather. So, um, you know, to, to say that we've been perfect uh, at the uh, at the seasonal forecast uh, would would be false. Now you um you are your professional interests, I should say, center around data management, climate service, drought planning, and monitoring. Let's talk about drought for a moment, because I remember at the sure. beginning of of um, 2022, we heard from meteorologists, and they were saying we might have a little slight bit of drought, but it shouldn't be too much. And I know that it's very difficult to be spot on when it comes to meteorology or climatology. Um, so I'm just mm-hmm. curious to know: is it true? I mean, wasn't it worse than we thought? it would be uh yeah honestly if you had asked me uh, around this time last year uh, if you remember we were just kind of getting out of the 2021 drought and things were kind of improving and and we were thinking wow you know if we have a really good snowfall this winter and a lot of good rainfall in the spring then you know things could uh start to look up but uh and that certainly was the case uh, but uh, for some reason, we, we've just been really dry since since May. And, yeah, I, w- I would say that it's a lot worse than I would have expected it to be. You know, we ha- we've only had one above normal precipitation month here in the metro 
since last May. And that was last month in November. And, you know, so a lot of, uh, uh, you know, the southern Minnesota is anywhere from six to ten inches below normal since then. And and so uh, drought is, you know, back at the forefront. It's a serious issue. It's very serious. And of course, we are looking at the Mississippi River, which so many states rely on, including Minnesota. And it is remarkable. Mm -hmm. What is it, two miles now you can walk out um, to to, to be at the edge of the Mississippi? Is something like that? Do you know how far it is people can walk out now on the Mississippi? I do not know the answer to that question. I know that uh, they're seeing uh, very low levels downstream um, and, and, you know, that's, that's typically what you expect in uh, what we call hydrological drought, where it might, you, not, you might not necessarily be experiencing meteorological drought at your location, but because it's so dry upstream, it's not uh, replenishing the river to bring that water downstream. So we are seeing the Mississippi River lower than normal uh, downstream from us because of how dry it's been here. So what can we expect over the next few months when it comes to climatology and meteorology? Yeah, well, again, you know, relying on those forecasts from the Climate Prediction Center, I, I, I think, at, well, I guess <laughs> I was going to say at worst, but it depends on your perspective. So, um, you know, I think at the very least, we're going to have an average winter with respect to precipitation. And so... Uh, the, the CPC, the Climate Prediction Center, is predicting uh, uh, wetter than normal December through February. So, uh, you know, uh, I think at worst we'll, we'll you know, end up at, uh, at about a normal winter for terms of snowfall. Uh, the key for getting out of this drought, however, is that we maintain the snowfall through the winter. We've had winters here where we've melted the snow you know, in January, and then we build it up again, melt it. Um, Retaining the snow over the winter is key because it helps replenish the soil come springtime. And so if, you know, that that, uh, snowfall is melting and running off, then, um, you know, it's going to dampen the effect of that above normal winter come springtime. Well, we've already had so many shocking um, shocking news coming from the South. I believe it was Alabama this week where they were th- being threatened with like 20 tornadoes or something like that. Do I have that completely wrong? But I know there was a southern state that was really uh, about to get hit with some tornadoes, and I think it was two days ago, but I haven't heard anything from it. Yet we are really hearing so much more about tornadoes in the South. And so I'm just curious to know, um, if, if it's in the South, will somehow that water get to the states that really need it, like Minnesota? Yeah, I'm not really sure I understand what you're asking me here with that okay. question with the tornadoes. and. So what I'm asking is that the southern states seem to have been really hit this year when it comes to water. Do I have that correct? Sure. Okay. Yeah. And as these tornadoes travel into central, the the center of the country, all the way up to the northern states like Minnesota, I'm just curious to know how we can benefit from that. Do we have new technology where one state can have flooding? And this is a question I've asked my family, and none of us are meteorologists. So I don't know why I keep asking my brothers, but um, you know, where we don't have a way to take some a, a state like. Georgia, who may have floods, severe floods, and we can't take that 
water and make sure it gets to other states that have drought. I'm just wondering, is there any technology that you are hearing about where there that's a possibility? Yeah, no, we typically rely on the the the, the nature of hydrology. So, you know, uh, water falls in a particular catchment and then it collects into rivers and streams and, and that flows, um, you know, basically downstream into into larger rivers and um you know for us it that that includes the mississippi river so uh you know flooding here will certainly help uh those areas downstream where where it's typically right now lower than normal um there's really uh not a lot of uh infrastructure set up to to transfer you know large amounts of water from one state to another if that's what you're asking okay yeah i've been really wondering about that if it's even a possibility um, because we've had so many severe dr- um, droughts and severe flooding in you know opposite ends of the country so um, i'm always thinking like that sir forgive me um so if there is if people are wondering what is it going to look like for spring what would you tell us um, I would say that there's a pretty high probability right now that we could be facing some drought in the spring simply because of the situation we're in right now. Um, it's going to depend on how much snow we get over the next three months, whether we retain that snow, and then how much rainfall we get as the snow's melting and we move into you know, our liquid precipitation season again. So, you know, last year we had a little bit of lingering drought in the north, but because of the heavier than normal snowfall and the rains in the spring, we kind of eradicated all of the drought conditions. Um, I would say that uh, because of what's going on right now, there's a pretty high probability that we could see drought in the spring. Uh, Drought conditions do not change much here in Minnesota over the winter, typically because uh, we get into this winter lockup, what we call lockup. We were talking about, you know, the frozen state of water, lakes freeze, rivers freeze over. It's difficult for us to assess how big of an impact uh, the snowfall is going to have uh, because it's just sitting on top of the ground all winter. We don't really know how it's going to affect soil moisture. We know it will increase soil moisture, but we don't know if it'll increase soil moisture enough to eradicate drought, but it certainly would improve it. But the more snow we get, um, obviously, the better our chances are to avoid that. All right, sir, this is my final question. The farmers, of course, were very concerned with this past season, and I'm just curious oh, yeah. to know um, if you think it's going to be much better this year, this coming year, 2020. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really don't know. That That's the million-dollar question. Um we simply do not know that the answer to that question. Uh, you know, so and using this year as an example, you know, we we were we were coming out of the 2021 drought uh, mm-hmm. in the early part of the spring. We actually had some some severe flooding events up north. Um, it was way wetter than normal, and then all of a sudden, boom! Um, it just stopped raining, and uh, uh, all of a sudden, you know. Uh, Moderate drought started creeping in around the metro, uh, kind of expanded throughout much of southern Minnesota. We started seeing severe drought, and now we're uh, we're seeing some extreme drought. So we have a lot of uh, precipitation to make up for 
you know, eight, eight to 10 inches here in the south. So, uh, you know, we're really hoping that we get a, a healthy snowpack this winter. Uh, and and um, then we can perhaps better answer that question come spring. Absolutely, sir. I sure look forward to um, hoping that you would join me again to talk about this, because as we go into January, oh, sure. February, and March, yeah. uh, those are going to be the months where people are going to start asking some really big questions, and you are a great guy to answer some of those. So thank you so much for joining me tonight. I really appreciate it, sir. Oh, my pleasure. All right. You have a good evening. You too. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was uh, Dr. Luigi Romolo, and he's with the Minnesota State Climatologist. He is a climatologist at the Minnesota Department of Natural Resources in Minneapolis. And of course, we're just trying to look forward and see how we can prepare as well. Uh, you remember how uh, they were asking people not to mow lawns this summer and, you know, wait for a while and, and make sure the bees and uh, all of those insects that really um, get into those flowers and give us a chance to keep living. <laughs> um, these are the changes that we're going to watch and see. And of course, the weather has a whole lot to do with all of it. So stay tuned for that. All right. He joined us uh, on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline, and we are grateful. We'll see you in just a moment We are with our next guest. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's 827 here at WCCO. Welcome back to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. And I came across um, an article from Earth.org, and it's asked the question, what states for climate change uh, has is really the worst? The pollution, especially the water pollution, is so much more. But thank goodness Minnesota is not on the list. I will tell you who's on the list. Delaware, 97%, 97% um, has them at um, doing the most damage. New Jersey, 95%. Hawaii, 91%. California, 87%. Louisiana, 86%. Oregon, 86%. Iowa, 84%. South Carolina, 81%. Kansas, the state of Kansas, 79%. And South Dakota, 
78%. Now, water pollution can also harm our healthy our health by entering our tap water system. A report published in 2022 July showed that 371 of California's water systems, which supply water to more than 920,000 people, mostly located in Central Valley, had unsafe levels of contamination, including arsenic and nitrate. Now, of course, Jonathan, you are a trained meteorologist. I'm just curious to know what you thought about the interview tonight. What did you learn? Well, I, unfortunately, I was going back and forth a little bit, but I think what Dr. Romalo was saying is, is very true uh, regarding just the forecasting aspect of it. Um, it's We're still trying to, as, as an industry, and I say we, you know, not having been a meteorologist and truly a meteorologist in 15 years, right. um, almost, but the industry is continuing to try to improve the forecasting purposes and the forecasting length of uh, trying to forecast more accurately out past a week's time. And until we can get that technology, until we can figure that out, it's going to be difficult to really pinpoint how much is how much weather is going to affect us over a period of three to four to five to six months. So it's it's something that we're growing. Uh, hopefully, it will continue to grow and continue to get better. Uh, but at this time, it's that's why there's a difference between climatologists and meteorologists. Meteorologists look more at what we call the macro. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, the the micro. Uh, the you know the day to day, the time period to time period. Climatologists look more at the macro and look over those seasons, and that's why I thought it was important to have them on to get a better sense of. What are we expecting over the next three months, and especially with the fact that we have drought in the state, uh, across southern portions of the state at this time? Well, it's remarkable. I got to tell you, it's just so remarkable, the changes. And we'll just stay tuned and keep trying to bring uh, meteorologists and climatologists on to tell us more. Thank you so much, Jonathan. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is their to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. 
Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It is now 8.36 here at WCCO. Welcome back. And, of course, we have another guest. I'm so excited to introduce you to Jill Renslow, Senior VP of Business Development and Marketing at the Mall of America. Welcome, Jill. How are you? I'm doing great. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, and thank you so much for uh, being on with us tonight. Are you still looking um, for even more ideas for people that are still shopping, or is that all done now? Oh, no, this is the, the end stretch where everybody's looking for those last-minute gift ideas and starting to stress a little bit about the shipping deadline. So this is the best time to go shop brick-and-mortar and also just take in the sights and sounds of the holidays. I love to hear from people that just love to go to the mall for their tradition of holiday shopping. But not only that, just the music, the decor, and just really taking it all in of the festive time of the year. I am one of those, right? I love to take my grandchildren uh, to the Mall of America during the Christmas season. It's so beautifully decorated, and um, the people are happy. I don't, I don't hear a lot of people bumping into each other and cursing out each other. So <laughs> I have to tell you, it's it's a tradition for us now to go. And my son uh, and his partner are coming in town for uh, Christmas this year, and I'm so excited that we're all going to go out to the Mall of America. Tell me what is what is the uh, the the dust, you know, uh, uh, that really seems to fall on people when it comes to the Mall of America. There's just something really special about it. There is, and like you said, just t- traditions. And I would love to hear some of the things that you guys love to do and what your traditions are. But you know, it's everything from visiting Santa to strolling around. And there's so many photo ops this time of year with the beautiful strands of lights, the trees and the rotunda, the seven foot nutcrackers. Like it's just it's magical and people have their traditions year after year. And you even hear from locals that love to just stay in the hotels and be able to stay overnight and do their holiday shopping, grab something to eat, even grab a movie. And it becomes a tradition of this just, you know, escape to really take in um, the, the magic of the season. 
you know, I've you, I've taken my children uh, and my grandchildren now to the Mall of America during the Christmas season. And it really, I remember when uh, New Year's Eve would hit and there was a big event for children and, you know, it would be over by eight o'clock or something like that. Are you guys considering that for this year? We are, yes. It's the Moonlight Circus. We've had um, the circus theme for the last few years, and it's a combination of entertainment in the rotunda as well as the ball drop that's inside Nickelodeon Universe. So it's very family-friendly. We have so many families that come year after year. Um, A very affordable and safe option for families to enjoy, especially um, when it's cold outside, you'll be somewhere inside um, where it's warm and safe. And and having so many close hotels, it's a great overnight option as well. Now, you talked a little bit about uh, Santa. You mentioned mentioned that. And I'm just curious to know, um, how many Santas do you have this year? Hopefully there's not little ones listening this evening, but you know, Santa has a lot of helpers, lots of helpers out there. Um, So we have several Santas um, to be able to accommodate all the the families that come in. And so not only can you do the Santa by appointment, or we actually have very diverse Santas, which we absolutely love so that little ones can really see a Santa that reflects who they are. And um, and their family. Yeah, it's it's great. We've um, we've had an African-American Santa for years. We added, added an Asian Santa this year. Um, and it's just been great, and families are very positively receptive to it. But we also have the Candy Cane Institute, which is our kind of reinvention of what the Santa experience is all about. And it just kind of came forward right before COVID, and then when COVID hit, we had to shift gears a little bit. But this is the first year we've had it um, in full force, and it's actually an ELF-run, Santa-approved holiday research lab. So you get a chance to really dive into the meaning of Christmas and, um, and just the holiday season, and you get a chance to have this really interactive, fun tour led by MOA elves and then Santa himself. So it's more interactive. It's not like you have to stand in line and just wait to sit on Santa's lap, but it really is immersive and it's fun for the whole family. It is fun for the whole family. There's so much more to even do uh, when you're visiting each of the floors. There's something a little magical, a little more magical. The higher you go up, at least that's what I found. <laughs> and um, I'm really just um, amazed at how many children can't wait to get to the Mall of America, and that includes my grands. So <clears throat> as they walk into the store, they get so excited. It used to be a time when children that were white and children that were BIPOC, you know, didn't really uh, get to play with each other very much. And then all of a sudden, you guys changed some things around. And now you really start to see children gathering at the same spot, um, whether it's among the amusement parks or all the other things that they can see at the Mall of America. They tend to gather a little bit more than they did 30 years ago. Have you noticed that? I have. And it really brings a lot of joy to us at Mall of America that we can activate these fun events and bring in a unique mix of tenants for people to enjoy and also bring the attractions forward because there's always something different that we have going on. And that's truly the secret to our success and being able to keep it fresh and exciting and for families. And whether you're coming out for a girl's trip or a family trip or, you know, just maybe a day date with your spouse and being able to just come and have fun and to be able to interact with such a diverse audience. And that's really important to us. And we take a lot of pride in it and really celebrate. You know, there have been, there are other, um, you know, religious uh, events that are happening that people are celebrating as well, right? Uh, Whether it's uh, Islam or whether it is the Jewish community, during this time of the year, it's really special. I wish that there was a tree um, for every one of those. If it's three, if it's the Christians and the the Muslims and, you know, the Jews that got together and put a tree up, you know, in in, uh, the Mall of America in different locations or just in the rotunda so that people 
people can really get to see what it's like to have a dreidel, what it's like to see what mm-hmm. that does and what it is hanging on that tree. I would love that. Have you done that before? I love that. We have done different cultural celebrations, but I like your kind of this um, mashup or intermingling of the different um, holidays and festivals that the different cultures celebrate. And actually, it brings up a point that I would love to share is we actually have Festival of Trees. This is the second year that we've had this event, and it's a walk-through experience um, where we have over 80 decorated trees from a variety of different brands, everything from the Minnesota Vikings to Paw Patrol at Nickelodeon Universe and Live Nation artists. It's, it's very diverse, and so there's 80-plus trees that you can walk around and enjoy. They're all decorated beautifully. But you also have a chance to, um, for a selected donation, you can put your name into a drawing to win everything on that tree. And some of them are upwards of $2,000 worth of prizes. But what's oh, really I'm so coming. Is 100%, 100% <laughs> of the proceeds go to Special Olympics. And last year we generated $50,000, and we're hoping to double that this year. And we're tracking that so far. So I highly encourage anybody that's going out to the mall yet the next couple of weeks before um, Christmas, definitely check it out. It's on the north side, level three, right in the food court area. Um, again, Festival of Trees, and it benefits Special Olympics. Wow, that's pretty cool. Of course, my last question for you, Jill, and we only have one minute left, <clears throat> security. People are always concerned about going to any of the malls, any place that's really busy. I'm curious to know if you, um, how do you calm the, um, the, the, the parents that are there? I think it's a really important question, and I appreciate you asking it because we all, it's a different world that we live in right now. And right. I want people to know that Mall of America is safe. We have um, a direct independent security team that works directly with the Bloomington Police Department as well as other regional and national resources. Um, and our security team is the best. Um, I feel wonderfully safe there. Um, I bring my children, I bring my um, extended family, and I um, just we have so many different protocols in place, some that you see and some that you don't. Um, but we've definitely taken um, the change of events that have happened not only in our community, but around the world very seriously. And we have a really unique property and it's important for us to protect it as such. And so I want to ensure people that, you know, come enjoy the holidays and know that you're in a safe place at Mall of America. I'm so glad to hear that. Jill Rinslow, Senior Vice President of Business Development and Marketing at the Mall of America. You will see me there. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. I love it. Welcome back. We'd love to have you throughout the holiday season and really wish you the joy and happiness um, this holiday. You too. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back with my sister Javita Steele to talk about a Christmas show that's coming up. It is now 849 here at WCCO. Welcome back. I'm so excited to interview my sister, Javita Steele. Many of you uh, have known her as uh, she has been on Broadway with some of my siblings. And of course, uh, she has also been nominated for an Oscar. And she is now putting on a, a great concert that is coming up. And I'm so excited to talk about it. Hey, sis, how are you? Hey, now, girl, what's going on? <laughs> oh, I'm so excited to talk about the big Christmas show that is coming up on the 18th. That is next Sunday at Park Avenue Church. Tell us more. Yes, yes. I have the pleasure of being um, the, the choral conductor over at um, Park Avenue United Methodist Church. And um, part of that 
uh, responsibility was to put together a holiday concert. And so we are doing it. It's free and open to the public. And then right behind that, I end up at Yellow Tree. I'm doing a play called Misery. And right before that, I'll be doing um, The Sounds of Gospel. Will I get a chance to direct this amazing uh, production at a college downtown Minneapolis. So there's a lot going on. Uh, lot. that I will be talking about and kind of pushing in the next few months. It is so great, Javita. The one that's at Park um, United, it is what Christmas means to me. That is a question yes. all of us should ask. Those of us that believe in Christmas, believe <clears throat> in Jesus, um, that's a question we should all ask. Tell me why that particular title came to be. Well, because, you know, Park Avenue is an anomaly. It has such an eclectic um, group of people as parishioners that we try to cover what Christmas means in many ways. Some people are at the... Um, you know, at the precipice of their religious belief, and others really don't see it as um, a religious holiday. There are others that feel like, yes, I believe in God, and yes, it's a, it's a celebration of Christ. We understand that. But it is also a rebirthing of your own personal relationships. It is a celebrate of, uh, a celebration at the end of the year and the beginning of the new, the 2023 20, uh, is coming. And so you, we have such a diverse uh, age group and eclectic viewpoint on what Christmas means to people, we decided to celebrate all of it. So the concert will be sacred and secular because I asked every um, choir member, give me a few lines about what Christmas means to you. And you'd be stunned um, how many uh, responses came back that had nothing to do with Christ or the baby child or anything like that. Some people, it is a terrible time because they're reflecting on all those that, they, that have gone on before them. So right. for them, it doesn't feel celebratory at all. And all, they sit back and reflect on all their family members that they're missing and they reminisce and they, they think back on days gone past. And so Considering all of that, we had to approach this concert from a bit of a different perspective. And I think when you come and hear it, you'll hear those voices and somewhere you'll find yourself in there. Wow. I, I'm so excited about it, Javita. And of course, me being a part of it, I was so happy that I was asked to do a song. And of course, just like the church, uh, Park Avenue, you also have guests that are eclectic. Tell me more about the guests that are going to be on the Yes. Yes, I have Angel Woods, who is a member of um, Darnell Davis's group, um, Remnant. And I have the great Julius Collins, who is performing right now at Yellow Tree. Um, <laughs> I have you and, of course, my brother J.D. Steele. And then as far as musicians, we've got all kind. Kenny Holman is on um, horn. My son oh Kenya is on gosh. drums. I mean, it's quite a few um, unique musicians coming in. You know, Yeti is on bass. It's going to be a great, <laughs> great evening. And we're all under the leadership of Marcel um, um, oh, Lord, forgive me. Um, I can't say his best. Is it Basambes? Basambes. Basambes. I always get tongue-tied. Basambes. <laughs> yes, Basambes. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, his leadership, he's been there for, what, 30 years or something? I think it's more like 25, 22, okay. 25, something well, like that. Well, that's close enough. It really yeah, is. That's a long time to be there. there. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah, no yeah, doubt yeah. about it. Yeah, and, of yeah. course, <clears throat> excuse me, on December 25th is Christmas Day. They're also having a service at 10 a.m. Uh, for those that are family-oriented or if you're in the mm -hmm. neighborhood. Even if you're not a member, you can still come and celebrate. 
And Christmas Eve. They're going to have oh, an hour-long right. Christmas caroling at uh, 5 o'clock that night. So if you're not able to come Christmas morning, but you'd like to get, get your praise on and celebrate with others, um, like-minded people, come on down on that Saturday, the 24th. Okay, let's talk about o'clock. Yellow Tree for a minute, because, of okay. course, you're doing the show, the the play Misery. Now, every, yes. a whole lot of us have seen that movie. And oh, right. what was hey, her name? Kathy what Bates. was her name? Kathy Bates, Kathy Bates man. She was yeah, terrifying. <laughs> yeah, right? And and you're in that role. You're in that role. I and I just want to know what that feels like. Oh, my gosh. You know what, Geraldine? and I, I'm so glad. I haven't seen that movie. I've only heard you about it. You haven't? Oh, I have never seen that movie. It's been referenced in so many other plays and movies about her breaking this guy's ankles, you know, yeah. as a joke or whatever. Um, but I've never seen the movie and I'm not going to see it until after the play is over because I want to be as authentic as possible to the role. And I don't even yeah. want to think about trying to come close to Kathy Bates. I mean, she is one of my favorite actresses of all time. And so I just figured, nope, Javita, approach it from your perspective. Um, you're going to be in a new uh, zone as far as working in Yellow Tree for the first time under the leadership of um, Austin Van. And so I'm going to go in there as fresh as possible, have a good time, try and bring to that role um, some Javita and, and some of my imagination. Right. Well, I'm excited about it. And of course, Park Avenue is located at 3400 Park. Is it Park? Um Park Avenue, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, thirty four hundred Park Avenue in Minneapolis, over South Minneapolis, and Yellow mm-hmm. Tree, of course, is located. Let me see if I can remember this, Javita, um, at three two zero Fifth Avenue Southeast in Osseo, Minnesota. Again, that's three two zero Fifth Avenue Southeast, or you can call them at seven six three four nine three eight seven three three. Those tickets are going to go fast when they go on sale. Are they right. on sale yet? Uh, for Misery, I don't know. Actually, I have not had a chance to do it, but the Park Avenue is free of charge. Just bring as much of your family and friends as you like and come have a good time with us. We won't keep you long at all. It's under 90 minutes. Uh, we're going to have a great time. Um, I'm so looking forward to it. And Javita, my final thoughts for tonight is that here we are not doing our Christmas show this season. And Mm -hmm. I've had so many phone calls and text messages going, come (laughs) on. And we want to thank everyone who wrote us and called us and asked us, please do this show. But we just weren't able to do it this year with all the schedules. And Oh, it was yeah. so frustrating. But we'll be back yeah. in 2023, right? And we needed the break. We really did. Last year we did a tour, what, six cities? Yep, and six different I, I think, cities. Yeah, and everybody this year is trying to figure you're getting ready to graduate with your master's Excuse me, your master's degree and J.D. has been writing operas and all kinds of things. And Fred has been busy conducting and Billy is. Oh, my God, I can't even think about Billy's schedule. And so and then there's me. And so it would have been um, a bit pressing to pull it off this year because we want to do it right when we do it. So, we always want to you know, do it right. Ain't that the yeah, truth? So yeah, for those of us, we'll those that are listening, we will be back in 2023. Hopefully. Well, God we'll will. see. We don't know if it'll be Christmas or Gershwin. We'll see. We'll see what life brings That's us. True. We don't want to bug Or maybe we can do both. Can't we well, do both? Well, oh my. Listen to you. I'm loving you, Gerald. <laughs> Not I'm really. I'm loving you. Optimism I love you, flowing. sis. I love oh you my too, gosh. Gerilyn. Thank, Thank you, you so much so for much. coming on. You do not Absolutely. want to miss these three events. And we'll talk more about the one that's happening um, with the college. Um, I can't wait to, to hear more about that as well. You take care of yourself, sis. Yes, I will do. 
All right, Happy everyone. holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. <laughs> yes. That is it for us for this hour tonight. Of course, coming up next is Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it. We have some great guests joining us, of course. Mick Sterling, you know and you love him. And um, that's at 9.08. At 9.20, it's going to be Sharice Germain Germain. <laughs> Can't wait to talk to her. And then, of course, we're going to talk about Holly Dane with Dane Stauffer. He is hilarious. So much time. Uh, So much is going on. We'll be back in a moment. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams. Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. Will always be worth it. Apply today at penfed.org slash savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.